that. All right, we are recording this on Halloween. Happy Halloween. We've made it to the end. I wasn't sure if we would get to the end, but we have gotten to the end. Today's movie was street trash. It doesn't feel like a very Halloweenish movie, but man, this thing has it all. It's been a while since I've seen street trash. It was always one of those VHS video store staples. Years before I watched the movie, I would always look at that box and just be like, what is this? This cover right here, man, this cover. You'd see that dude hanging out of the toilet and you just go, why is he melting into the toilet? And boy, do you find out it's because of this stuff. It's called called Tenafly Viper, and it's the last thing you want to drink. It's a corrosive rot gut. Rot gut whiskey. Rot gut is a term for alcohol that is made in a haphazard way that leads to it being incredibly poor quality and potentially toxic. And people used to drink themselves to death on rot gut whiskey. It would rot your gut. And that's the brilliance of street trash. It literally takes what is essentially a turn of phrase and applies it literally. If you drink Tenafly Viper, it will boil your guts out of you. And every time someone drinks it, it's always different. We're never going to get the exact same reaction, which makes it all the more better. So one person melts into blue and purple. Another person is yellow. Somebody else is orange. We get some green and yellow. It is really, really gruesome. And while we do get various meltings throughout the whole running time, it's the first one that is the most memorable. That's the guy who, Benny, I think his name is, Benny rots into the toilet. His arm hangs from the flushing chain, you know, from the old-timey toilets. This film is a part of that indie horror New York film scene from the 80s, with other films being all the stuff that Frank Henenlotter made. Basket Case, Frankenhooker, Brain Damage, I Was a Teenage Zombie, Slime City, Anything Trauma, and of course, Street Trash. There are plenty of other ones, but those are like, that's like the, the top of the echelon, really. So here's the thing about watching Street Trash in the year 2020. As I said, I've watched it a handful of times, and every time I've watched it, I've watched it at a different age and with a different mindset in a different time period. And it's amazing how the same film can undergo so many different transformations just by simply watching it at different times. When I first saw it, I was really keyed in on all the gross-out elements, but the story felt a little incoherent, and I just remember it ending so suddenly and being like, well, that was really cool. I love all the melting stuff, but it just randomly ends. Every time I've watched it, the story makes a little bit more sense than the previous time. And today, I watched it for the first time with subtitles and actually understood the entire story from start to finish. Street Trash doesn't really focus in on one particular protagonist character. Okay, let me this see. Is important. And that is okay, that is your homework? Yeah, that's my homework. What do you think of that cover? It's scary. Is it scary? What is it? What what is this? That's street trash. Does that melty man scare you? That's not melty. Oh, it's melty. Oh. I first saw this cover when he was my age. Okay. Here, take your homework. Thank you. Turn off the light for me and close the door. Thank you so much, buddy. Love you. Thank you, sir. All of them. Thank you. So Street Trash doesn't really focus on one protagonist in particular. 
you do have this guy, Fred, that kind of runs through the narrative, but he isn't necessarily the protagonist. By the way, just about every single character in this film is bad in one way or another. They are all bad. The only person who's inherently good slash sort of in innocent is Fred's kid brother, Kevin, who's this sort of teenage runaway boy who's being taken care of by his older brother, Fred, who doesn't look like a boy, but is treated like a boy as well. But you can tell that Fred is a lot older. Really, you just have a slice of skid row gutter characters, right? You have a lot of homeless people. You have a crazy Vietnam vet named Bronson who has a knife made out of a human femur bone, has definitely eaten people before, and rules over a junkyard full of homeless vagrants. You got the guy who played the mayor in the Toxic Avenger. He's the scuzzy owner of a junkyard who also happens to be a opportunistic necrophiliac. When the opportunity presents itself, this dude does not shy away. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if opportunity is the right word to use there. You have a girl named Wendy who is almost kind of grooming the boy Kevin. She's quite clearly sexually attracted to him, and he's quite clearly underage. And you would think that she almost has a heart of gold until she accepts his curious advances and tries to seduce him. You have the guy that played Jeffrey Franken in Frankenhooker. We spoke about him previously, James Lawrence, I think. This is his first role in a film, and he plays like a doorman who allows Fred to abduct a mobster's girlfriend who's just incredibly drunk and has no idea where she is. She goes back to the junkyard with Fred. Fred takes advantage of her. Once he's popped his cookies... All of these other homeless people who were clearly jerking off while watching them have sex, they basically carry her off where she is R-A-P-E-D'd and murdered. And that's when the toxic Avenger mayor finds the dead body. And instead of calling the police, he goes, oh, great. I got some blue balls. Let me take care of this right now. This movie, as I said before, in 2022, it's really interesting to watch. There's a lot of problematic things going on here. It's absolutely the personification of a movie that is a product of its time and place. There are some social messages that run through this movie, and we could sit here and do an hour-long podcast about them, but the one that I really want to highlight is the idea that Tenafly Viper is essentially a 80s version of what fentanyl is today. Fentanyl doesn't affect homeless people, it affects everybody. But the idea that there's this substance that you are voluntarily putting into your body that will instantaneously kill you. An epidemic, if you will. In the movie, this guy who runs a liquor store finds a very, very old case. It's 60 years old. He finds this old case of Tenafly Viper. He sells it for a buck a bottle. And the homeless swinos, they come into his shop stealing or buying the bottles and drinking it and melting. You also have this crazy cop who's sort of trying to figure out why these murders are happening, they think it's a serial killer. The whole film has a really interesting look because it's shot with a Steadicam, which is really unheard of for any sort of super low-budget independent film from the 80s being made in New York City. Films like this can't be made in New York City anymore. It really does capture a time before Times Square is cleaned up and the city, before a lot of changes, before the city began to really gentrify in the modern way that we have today, this film captures that New York. Just like Brain Damage and Frankenhooker and Basket Case and all the rest. This film is so jam-packed full of things that happen. There's a bum that gets his dick cut off because he's peeing on Bronson. Bronson takes his 
human femur knife and cuts off this dude's dick and they play keep away. They're throwing his dick in the air. At the end, we get a compressed air missile that blows Bronson's head off. You have the whole subplot with the gangsters who come looking for the homeless people who murdered his girlfriend, the gangster. And you have all these weird scenes with the doorman where they're just these really long scenes where they're just chewing the scenery and they're going back and forth, back and forth. And you could almost tell that the filmmakers just really saw something in this kid, James Lawrence, who would go on to star in Frankenhooker, and just wanted to let him chew the scene, which he does really well. I really like that the plot isn't so traditionally focused on one protagonist, and that we kind of go all over the place. And while this movie works perfectly well as just a contained microcosm of everything we just talked about, it almost kind of makes me sad that we didn't get a full franchise of street trash movies. I feel like there's so many different avenues that you can go down with the Tenafly Viper. You could do revenge stories. You could do stories that focus on corporate greed. I just see a lot of different avenues. If they decided to do a sequel or some sort of like remake sequel or even a remake, anything that kind of extends the Street Trash brand, I'm all about it. Don't drink the Tenafly Viper. Ah!